Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Beat Check listeners, this is Shane Dixon Cavanaugh, Portland City Hall reporter with the Oregonian Oregon Live, serving as this week's host. And today I have a very, very special guest, the 39th governor of Oregon, Tina Kotek. Governor Kotek, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, you're welcome, Shane. Thanks for having me. Well, I wanted to speak with you a little bit today because you have just unveiled um, some uh, pretty important announcement with regard to Portland, downtown Portland and the city's central city. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about what you're up to and why you're up to it. Well, thank you, Shane. And well, no surprise, I think Oregonians across the state know that downtown Portland has been having challenges, um, as have all major cities in the United States. One of the things that I hear about um, on my One Oregon tour, people are asking about Portland. How's it doing? Uh, they know it's, uh, no matter where you are in the state, it's the economic uh, powerhouse for our state. It's the entry point to our state. Um, it is uh, about the reputation of the state. So we're announcing a task force focused on the central city, downtown, central east side, to talk about the moment we're in. What can we be doing differently to put Portland on the path for the future, given everything that's happened? It's not about reflecting on the past. It's about what's the actions that we can take to clean up our streets, put Portland on a better path, address the issues of small businesses. And I'm, I think it's a, my way of saying Portland matters and also um, staying true to a pledge on the campaign trail that we're gonna clean up the city, make sure it works. Why do you think that a, a task force focused on this very critical issue is only starting to shape up and take place now? Well, I'm in my, um, we've been running hard since I was sworn in, but I did hear a lot from the business community that the role of the governor would be important. And I don't believe in just setting things up for performative sake. We have to make sure we have something that can produce a product that will be helpful. So, um, been talking a lot with the business community and not just the business community, but folks who have an impact on Portland, community leaders, other folks, a task force. I'm, I'm not always a fan of task forces. I got to be fair. Um, but we have to provide a venue where people can come together, address significant issues and have a plan of action. This is about a plan. Uh, and, and I think we're hitting the right tone in terms of we're trying to finalize who will be involved so we get all perspectives. But it's not just an opportunity to vent. It's an, it's an opportunity to decide what to make next steps and actually execute them. Because that's what I'm there for. I'm there to get things done. I'm not there to just talk about stuff. So elected leaders, business executives, civic leaders in Portland have all been wrestling with this issue with downtown's recovery for years at this point. And collectively, it seems, I shouldn't say it seems, I think it's objective fact that we as a city have struggled to make meaningful change on this 
particular and important issue. So why do you think that setting up a task force is going to result in a different outcome than what we've seen in well, that, previous I, attempts? Shane, that's a fair question. The, to me, this is about focus and urgency. There have been a lot of conversations, as you've noted. There are a lot of organizations and leaders saying, we have to do something. Well, let's let's create that focus. Let's create that spot where... And it's not going to cover everything, let's be clear, but it's going to focus on the issues that have risen to the top. What do we actually want to have downtown be? And I think a lot of that is getting more people to live downtown, if you if you really want to know. Um, we got to talk about how the city looks, the streets looking clean, the graffiti. We have to talk about crime and vandalism. I've heard from a lot of small businesses, you know, they get up and running and their window gets broken again. We've got to get ahead of that. Um, it'll be a place for... Um, further communication on what we're doing on unsheltered homelessness. There is a lot happening in that area, but we want to make sure it's filtered into this conversation. And then the idea of tax competitiveness. How are we as a city to be friendly to business to, so we can grow? It's not just about standing still. It is about growing and having the city we all want to have. Petty crime and vandalism, empty offices and storefronts, open air drug use, unsanctioned street camping, I mean, it is a convergence of many crises in the heart of Portland's downtown and central city. For you, do you think that one of those issues is more urgent and necessary to address above the others? Or how do you sort of see this? How would you sort of rate the importance of each of those? Honestly, I think we have to have progress on all of them. And because taken together, it's it's not just one thing. You know, I don't want to play whack-a-mole. I want to make sure that we are addressing all of these key topics together and having progress together. And I will say is I see us coming up with a plan for six months to the next 12 months and then, you know, saying, how did we do and start again? One thing might need more attention, but let's try everything at once, particularly in these areas. And a um, friend of mine, I think you know Lisa Schroeder, who runs Mother's Bistro. My last trip downtown, actually, the in-laws um, were in town from Arizona, and we had dinner down in Mother's. Uh, for She had a drag dinner night, and it was fantastic. We've talked about the challenges that she sees downtown. We have businesses who are committed to downtown. They have weathered a lot, and they are still there. I don't want to leave them hanging. And so it is about the crime and vandalism. It is about folks living outside. It is about um, how the city looks and feels. I want to honor the commitment that the small businesses have made to stay there um, by engaging in a way that we can actually have action steps to make progress. So who exactly is going to be serving on this task force alongside you? What exactly, when is the task force meeting and what's going to be the work product? that comes from this? Well, we're on a, f a fast timeline, which is why we wanted to at least get the announcement out that this task force is coming. Our first meeting will be on August 22nd. Our goal is to meet as a large group over the next uh, August, September, and October, perhaps November, with the idea of coming into the December business summit. Uh, that is the statewide business summit early December with a, with a plan or at least a strong framework of a plan and maybe even discuss it more at the summit because um, we can't wait around. This isn't a year-long process. This is 
We're going to have some subcommittees. They're going to have some very specific tasks. And uh, we haven't finalized the membership. Uh, Dan McMillan from The Standard will be my uh, co-chair. Uh, he has a deep commitment to the state. The Standard's obviously been very committed to uh downtown over the years, but we have, we're, we're finalizing the list because we wanted to let people know it's coming. Hopefully we'll have a list of folks uh, announced by the end of next week. So you mentioned Lisa Schroeder and Mother's Bistro. I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about, or just tell me, when was the last time you were in downtown, not for work as governor or as a candidate on the campaign trail, but to spend personal time when were you down there last and what exactly did you do? Well, I think it is that visit to, to mothers. Um, I am in downtown more or less once a week. I have a biz, you know, I have an office down there for, for work. Um, and I do walk around. I, you know, I take a look and see what's going on there. Um, but in terms of personal, it was that visit to mothers. Uh, I think that was, uh, it was probably June. It was pride month. So we were there. Um, I am very focused on visiting many parts of the state, so I have not had a lot of free time to be in Portland, but I was back there in June and um, and just showing my commitment to be there at night for dinner in a beautiful restaurant with my family. I want people to feel safe being in downtown. Now, I know you're spending a lot of time on the road crisscrossing the state of Oregon, trying to visit all 36 counties. And I'm wondering, uh, is, the, is this focus on downtown Portland something you're going to be bringing up with constituents outside the metro area? And if so, what exactly are you going to tell them in terms of why this is relevant or important for folks outside the metro area? Well, outside the metro area, we do talk um, and I listen mostly about what's going on in people's communities. And it comes up, um, you know, the, the public perception of Portland affects the whole state. And uh you know, if I get questions about it, you know, we'll talk about it. My mostly when I'm outside of, you know, when I'm around the state, we're talking about issues in their local community. So Portland comes up as kind of a tangential, like, and by the way, Portland needs to get their stuff together. And I'm like, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying in terms of, uh, is there sort of an understanding um, or does it come up in conversations or are you able to sort of articulate that, in many ways, Portland's success uh, ultimately leads to a more successful and healthier state as a whole. And specifically, if we're talking about downtown Portland, which is arguably, in in many ways, the economic hub of the entire state. The interesting thing is, I don't have to explain or talk about it. Oregonians just know that, um, particularly if you are in the tourism industry with Portland being the gateway to the wine country or to go down to Ashland for the Shakespeare Festival. It's like how Portland feels and looks when you fly into PDX is important uh, for the rest of the state. And so Oregonians, they get it. I also want to say that I don't want this to be perceived as I don't want to care about Portland. We are um, delving into how we can have a rural economic initiative as well, you know, particularly focused around broadband and maximizing the use of federal dollars around the state. So um, what I will say is I've been very busy. There's not one issue, but let's go back to why I'm doing this. You know, I heard on the campaign trail for, for better or worse, people were frustrated that the governor did not spend enough time caring about what was going on in Portland. I have cared since day one. I've been meeting with the mayor, the county chair, making sure that they are able to be successful 
because it does depend on them as well. Um, I can't solve all the problems, but I can support them as a strong partner to say, let's figure this out. The city needs to be back on track because we have, we have a place where people really love. Like, I know we hear the stories, people are leaving, you know, the, the pandemic has changed everybody's lives and people are making choices. And the Oregonians who are in Portland love the city. They want it to function. And I think they would agree with everything we're going to be taking up in this task force as important. So final question for you, Governor, and thank you so much for your time today to, to chat with me uh, in, uh, at length about Portland and its issues and struggles. But you brought up perception and reputation of Portland. I want to hear what your reaction was reading the coverage in the New York Times uh, this past week. It was not one, not two, not three, but four separate articles that put a laser focus on some of the most uh, concerning and intractable problems that the city's facing right now. And what was it like uh, reading the take of a major national outlet and the stories that came out of those, that came out of the reporting? Well, honestly, I've always been fascinated by how New York reporters are in love with Portland one way or the other. You know, um, prior to the pandemic, it was a story, it felt like every week about something amazing about Portland. So clearly New Yorkers really have a connection to Portland. Um, and they're being honest about some of the challenges we're, we're facing. And honestly, that's okay. Um, I'm hoping those next stories are going to say Portland's figuring it out. We have big city problems, just like every other big city. And I think we have the capacity to do things different and actually be successful. So um, I read everything. I take it you know, under advisement. And again, I'm always focused on, okay, great. We can explain the problem, but what are we going to do to fix it? Which is what we're going to be focused on in the task force. Governor Tina Kotek, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Shane. Look forward to coming back. You take care. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show and tell a friend. Help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism and stories like this one is with a subscription to the Oregonian Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.